I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. Big welcome to this week's newest members. We have Kendall Moore, Tyler Thomas, and David Johnson. Super excited to welcome you into the program and excited to celebrate all the successes that are sure to follow. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your business this year. Let's talk about comparison. Now, I have said before about how poorly real estate agents in a lot of cases are prepared for entering this industry. This industry, I don't know where the breakdown really occurs, but the expectation versus reality is very stark, especially for a lot of newer agents. And I'm getting the sense of this because I have the good fortune to speak to hundreds of agents every single year from all different experience levels. And overwhelmingly, one of the biggest issues that I hear are newer agents are getting into the industry and not getting the support that they thought that they would receive, or they just did not really have a full grasp and understanding of what to expect when they began their business in this industry. On the other side of the coin, even with like current producing real estate agents or agents who have been around the block a couple of times, they really struggle with comparison as well in the form almost of like gaslighting, right? Now, especially on social media, they might be following other real estate agents and seeing the highlight reel of success of all these different closings and, you know, different different things that they have going on. And they feel as if they are not measuring up to a level that they should be at. Now, in terms of how they might find support here, a lot of different coaching or learnings that they might find online always turns the onus back on them, saying they they are not doing enough. They're not doing enough prospecting. They're not making enough calls. When really, the resources that most agents need are just not very easily accessible to them. Now, 
Full transparency, this is why I created the Market Authority Academy. I just saw this big lack of learning and education in the industry and a total lack of strategy where it didn't need to be that way. It doesn't have to be that hard. The thing is, some agents overcome this challenge and some don't. But one of the biggest obstacles in overcoming the setbacks that we all face, truthfully, in growing a business is that comparison game. Like I mentioned, especially on social media, it's really difficult to just be blasted with this this fire hose of information that we're seeing of other agents just, you know, out there crushing it, doing all kinds of great things. And I actually saw a great post about this that I shared to my Instagram stories a couple of days ago, and I had such a huge response to it. It was this brilliant post that I shared to my stories. I did not create it. It was shared by um, a couple of other individuals in the industry who share really great content. I think that this meme came from an account called Actually Agents, but it was also a repost from somebody else who had created it. And what they were basically saying is one thing in this profession is just not to get caught up in the mess that other agents are posting out there, really to either boost their ego or show themselves in such a light that makes them more favorable to clients. You know, they might share that they have closed a certain number of of homes in a given year, but what they're not sharing is that they have spent $40,000 or some crazy number in Zillow ads, for example. Or maybe they are really excited to share a super high um, listing that they've just gotten and what they don't share is that it falls out of escrow. All of this to share is that it's really easy to get into that comparison mindset where we are just kind of judging ourselves and our experiences based off of what other people are selectively sharing online. And in order to kind of offer a different perspective, what I wanted to do on this podcast is share a couple of stats give you some strategies on how to overcome the comparison game and then what you really need to do to focus on to really truthfully reach the next level that you are aiming for. Because at the end of the day, success is so personal and all of our journeys are going to look so different from one another. And so the only way that you can get to where you want to be is by focusing on your journey and your process and being obsessed with just getting a little bit better each day. And if we focus on that activity then success is inevitable. So let's get to it. In this conversation, we're going to be sharing just some some of these strategies that we can be focusing on. And then what I'm really excited to share is at the end of this episode, I'm gonna be extending an offer for you to work with me directly in a free training that I'm offering next week. So if you want to really dial in and hone in on these skills and strategies and put that process into place in your business so that you can actually have a plan on how to get to where you're wanting to go, we can do that together in a live masterclass that I am offering next week. It's free to all agents. I'll give you all the details at the end of this episode. So let's get to it. So let's get into some of these some of these data points that I've prepared. And I actually was able to pull a lot of these numbers from NAR, the National Association of Realtors, if you didn't know, is America's largest trade association. And what they are masters at is data collection and they publish new stats every year. And it's really a great way to get a pulse on the industry, um, buyer and seller habits, different demographics you should know, etc. But what I was really interested in learning are a few stats that detail the average realtor. 
Now, let's just run through this list, and then what I wanna do is dive a little bit deeper so that you have an understanding of where you might fall in the greater realm of real estate agents. Now, the typical realtor is a 54-year-old white female who attended college and is a homeowner. I found that kind of interesting. But one thing to remember as well, I am seeing a huge influx of new agents into the industry. So I wonder if that age is actually going to change as new professionals enter the real estate industry. 65% of all realtors are females, and the median age for all of the realtors is 52. Real estate experience of all realtors is a median of eight years median tenure at their present firm or brokerage of all realtors is five years. Most realtors worked 35 hours per week in 2020. The median gross income, this is really interesting, of realtors was 43,330 in 2020, which is a decrease of 49,700 in 2019. We're gonna talk about that. And the median number of transaction sides for residential specialists was nine transactions in 2020. Let's dive into ways that we can actually contextualize this to our specific experience. Now, one thing that I wanted to point out was the experience stat. So real estate experience of all realtors, the median experience level is eight years. Now, here's the thing, whenever the market is hot, like it has been the last few years, or even after a big year of change, like in 2020, where many professionals went through career changes, there's going to be a greater influx of new agents. And I know for me specifically, I'm speaking with a lot of new agents in the Market Authority Academy specifically, we work with new agents. Um, We do work with agents of all experience levels, but I do have my fair share of newly fresh licensees um, or agents who have only been in it for a couple of months. And in fact, as of May 2021, NAR hit the highest number of licensed agents, and there are 1.5 million plus in the US. Now, this is not all licensees right? So not you don't have to be a part of NAR to be a selling real estate agent, but most will be. Now, 1.5 million, that is a lot of agents, and that is a new high for them. So if you are a newer agent, or if you're even an agent who's just a few years in, you can never really compare yourself to others who are at, who are, who are at a totally different place in their real estate journey. Right. So it's it's easy to kind of feel down on ourselves if we're seeing production numbers being spouted off on another agent's Instagram stories, for example, where they're just absolutely crushing it. They have a new house in escrow every week. They might be a few years in. And for a lot of agents, they don't really see that traction of a more seasoned business until two to three years in. And so you might be really close to your next breakthrough where you are going to start getting those referrals coming in, you're going to start hitting those conversion numbers that you wanna see. But if you're just before that point, it's so hard to click out of the comparison game, but it's so necessary to do so. And I wanted to share this just because I thought that this was a really great context point um, for, for those who might be really feeling down on themselves and not hitting the numbers that they thought they would have hit as, you know, in their first year or two of real estate. This is why it's so important to focus on your path and your process. Now, 
when I got into real estate with my husband back in 2015, we had absolutely no experience in the industry. We had left our corporate finance nine to fives. We had no clue what we were doing. We did not have a plan. We were literally just flying by the seat of our pants in that first year. And it was really, really difficult. And if we had been judging our progress based off of other agents who had been in, been in the industry, even two or three years before us, like they had way more of an advantage than us as brand new agents because they at least understood how to write a contract, which we could hardly do <laughs> in those early days. So that, never underestimate how steep that learning curve is in the early days and just focus on your path and your process and getting a little better every single day. Now let's move on to this next data point that I thought was super interesting. Now the median gross income was $43,330 in 2020, which had decreased considerably from $49,700 in 2019. That is more than a 10% decrease in gross income, especially at that income bracket, is pretty significant. And I do think that a lot of agents simplify what they might expect to earn in this industry. So let's break this down and see what this actually means. So number one, why did that go down in, la in last year in 2020? Well, during a hot seller's market, as it has been the last couple of years, it is really common for gross commission to drop due to several factors. Number one, when there is low inventory, again, this is economics 101, right? The price is going to go up as demand goes up and inventory goes down. But what also goes up is competition, meaning when especially when listing agents are just desperate to get a sign in the ground, they're way more willing to drop their commission rates with that listing, which is going to affect the co-broke offered. So it affects all parties. This is really important to understand. And this is why it is so important for real estate agents to understand how to articulate the value that they offer to their sellers. Okay, if you have a seller who is looking at this hot real estate market and they're looking at an agent across the table who's saying that they want, like, for example, 6% commission and then obviously to pay a co-broke out of that, they might be wondering why that realtor deserves that full commission when all they have to do in the seller's mind is put a sign in the ground and all the buyers will come in, right? They have simplified the process because they are not in the transactions like we are. They don't understand all of the work that goes on behind the scenes. And truthfully, it's not the seller's job to understand that going into it. That's why we have to go through and educate the sellers on what it takes to get a successful win-win close for all parties involved. But most importantly, what it takes to have that outcome that the seller is truthfully looking for, which is netting the most possible from their investment. The seller is absolutely within their rights to demand that they are able to pull as much equity out of this sale as possible because this is their investment. They're the ones who made the decision to purchase the home in the first place. And we know that there is, you know, real estate is one of the best ways to build wealth for most homeowners. And this is their highest investment of their entire portfolio more often than not. And so they are within their rights to want to take as much money as possible from the sale. And it can look really 
strange to a seller to think that they are giving away tens of thousands of dollars just for an agent to put a sign in the ground, which is why we spend so much time, for example, in the Market Authority Academy, understanding not only the value that we bring to sellers, but how to articulate it in such a way to where they are begging for us to come list their home because they know we can get them the outcome that they are looking for, which is the highest net, regardless of the fees that we are charging. Now, particularly in 2020 and in 2021, it was harder than ever to win offers for buyers. I mean, I know that we struggled big time in terms of getting offers accepted, and we had plenty of clients who had to go through multiple different offers before getting one accepted. So it's going to take longer in a hot seller's market to get a closing than than normal. In a typical balanced market, it might take eight to 12 weeks to get a buyer to a closing. Whereas now, I mean, we had situations where we were working with buyers for up to six months in really competitive areas or price points. And that can take a lot of time away from prospecting or working and nurturing other other leads or deals. Listings, of course, are also more competitive due to other agents and the lack of inventory. Again, this is why that marketing is so important. And this is where the uh, having an irresistible brand, an irresistible <laughs> heyo brand comes into play. The messaging that you're putting out through social media towards your prospects, like in your audience, the way that you are putting out messaging to your database and network, the way that you are prospecting in general and what you're saying, all of that has to reflect the value that you bring to the table just to get a seat at the table at all. And so a lot of agents were not even getting the same at-bats that they were hoping to get for listing opportunities, for example, because there was such low inventory and so many agents fighting over the same opportunities. If your messaging was not dialed in, then you had a way lower chance of being able to win listings from colder lead sources. Now, remember that number, the median gross income in 2020 of $43,330, That's before taxes and marketing costs. How crazy is that? So, you know, you might get into the industry thinking, you know what, I at least want to make six figures. This is the year I'm going to earn $100,000. That's a great goal. And I believe that an agent can achieve that if they really have the right process in place. However, if you are not doing the right things and if you're not consistent on your marketing and prospecting, you are going to fall short and the statistics show that. But $43,000 before taxes and marketing costs, this is exactly why, by the way, we put one third of all revenue earned into savings before we ever see it. Like literally when we were banking at a bank, we would take a physical check cut from our broker walk it to the bank and say, please put 33% of this check into our savings account. We don't even want to see it. That way we know that we have enough to pay for taxes at the end of the year and we don't have any surprises there and we have enough for savings in case we go through a dry spell or in case there are investments that we wanted to make like hiring Blueprint Brand Studio, for example, to do all of our branding. Like that was a goal of ours one year and you have to have money to be able to invest in that if you don't wanna go into debt. And so those are all things that you wanna be considering when you're looking at numbers like gross income because you might hit that, that, you might hit that goal of yours, that income goal, 
But remember, if you're not exceeding the income goal, it's actually going to drop way lower after you put money aside for taxes, marketing costs, other fees and splits that you might not be accounting for. Now, by the way, quick reminder, I am actually launching a business planning series coming in the end of September. Now, we do in the Market Authority Academy, we do our business planning in September because we are on a 90-day sales cycle, meaning anything you do today is going to be paying you 90 days from now. And so that doesn't mean that you should be writing off 2021 as a lost year and starting over for 2022, not necessarily. But what it does mean is that starting in September, you need to start planning for a really strong 2022. So I'm going to be sharing a bunch of content in the end of September that's going to help walk you through that. Or if you want to get started even sooner, like I mentioned, I am extending a free training next week. It is August 25th and it's open to all real estate agents. And I would love for you to join me, hang out live as we go through a little bit of this work to help you begin to put these strategies in place to really close out 2021 as strong as possible and begin 2022 on the best note. All those details to register for free and to save your spot are going to be in the caption of or the show notes of this episode. So check that out, save your spot, and we can hang out live in a couple of days. Now, the final stat that I wanted to talk about was the median number of transaction sides. Now, for residential specialists, like the agents who are only selling residential real estate, like myself and Bryce, the median number of transaction sides was nine. So a combination of listings and buyer transactions. Remember, so many factors are going to go into your closed transactions including the maturity of your pipeline, right? So how far on, how far down the sales funnel are the leads that you've already generated? The size of your database and network, meaning how many close relationships of people who you already know, like, and trust do you have? And how are you actually marketing to them? In the Market Authority Academy, we have an entire module dedicated to this process and agents who go through this curriculum leave the program with their entire annual marketing plan detailed and systemized. So if you've not done this work, this is something that's really important to dial in because on average, a real estate agent should be able to get eight transactions for every 100 contacts in their database. That's a really great number to shoot for. So think about where you might be in that threshold. Another factor that comes to the closed transaction sides would be consistency of prospecting and marketing, right? So it's really difficult, especially for, for a lot of agents who struggle with consistency. What that looks like is they might get busy with transactions, right? So they get some buyers, they get some sellers, they're really excited, they're doing what they do best in terms of working with clients and getting that deal closed. But what happens is they get so distracted from that work that feels really urgent that they drop the ball on the important work of prospecting, which has to happen every single day. Now, the agents who struggle with this, what that challenge looks like is they either lack predictability in where their leads are coming from. So they don't know like where their leads are coming from, either from which lead sources or when they should see those leads come through or and or they lack an understanding of the activities that they need to take every single day to generate leads consistency consistently. That's what consistent prospecting and marketing actually looks like. It's understanding how many contacts you need to make each day to result in a certain number of transactions. 
And finally, the experience and skill level of the agent is a big factor as well in terms of how many listings they close. Like if you're an agent who is just really nervous, struggling to really step into your potential, um, very hungry for a transaction, so in total scarcity mindset, you know, really, really got a little bit of commission breath there. A lot of buyers and sellers can pick up on that and that nervous energy can actually be tangible for them and it can actually express a lack of confidence in your service, which is never good when it comes to somebody who's getting ready to embark on their greatest investment yet, right? Um, in, In terms of like experience and skill level, conversion rates across your lead sources can vary throughout the year and from year over year too, depending on how well you're following up, whether or not you are nailing that buyer or seller consultation, how good your wow client experience is, et cetera. So all of these different factors really kind of dive into your conversion levels, which by the way, like, wouldn't you rather not have to worry about generating more leads and instead just be able to close more of the opportunities that you have? That is always a a stronger point of ROI in your business than just focusing on always generating another lead. That is the difference between operating like a business and operating like a salesperson who's only as good as their last sale. Now remember, the number of closed transactions does not happen by accident. So really what we wanna do here is by monitoring your metrics, you can forecast your expected closings and make small pivots along the way that will help you serve more clients and waste less time and money. One of my favorite examples of this is an agent who I worked with right when we launched the Market Authority Academy. Um, You may have actually heard her here on the show before. She did join me as a guest. Her name is Lindsay Fricks. She's a dear friend of mine now, and she's one of my favorite people in the industry. But when she joined with me, she had just finished an awesome first full year in real estate at closing five, I just want to make sure I get these numbers correctly, $5.4 million in sales volume. I think that she was somewhere around this median number of transaction sites that I mentioned. She was between like nine and 11 transactions, if I remember correctly. Now, all of those, almost all of those deals were from open houses. And when I was speaking with Lindsay, one of her great challenges going into the next year, her second full year of business was, how do I do this again? I, from Lindsay's perspective, she mentioned, I have done so many open houses and it performed really well for me, but I was doing open houses during the week, on the weekends, I haven't seen my friends, I haven't seen my husband, I'm spending too much time away from home and I just don't think that this is sustainable in the long run because even if I wanna double my business, I can't double the amount of open houses that I'm doing. So one of the first exercises that she did in the Market Authority Academy was to dive into how many leads she had actually generated from open houses and analyze where that conversion rate was. Well, what we found through monitoring these metrics was her conversion rate on open house leads that she generated was 4%, which what we want to see is a conversion rate closer to 7%. So even though it was her, it was Lindsay's highest lead gen source and highest converting source, she was still converting almost half of what she could have if her follow-up systems were in place, if her client experience was nailed down, etc. And so this was really helpful for Lindsay because now she had a couple of choices, right? She could 
either continue to do the same number of open houses, but increase that conversion rate to double her number of transactions, right? If she had increased it from 4% to 7% of conversion of open house leads by having better follow-up, by being more assertive and getting that consultation appointment scheduled right away with new leads generated, or by just having a better follow-through and a better experience, experience that she was extending to these potential buyers, she definitely could have seen a huge leap of production in her business without really doing much more work at all, right? She could have just maintained the same number of open houses and just focused on improving her processes. But Lindsay didn't want to do open houses anymore. What she wanted was to pivot completely over to database referral and social media leads, which she was able to accomplish after going through the Market Authority Academy in that first year. And she closed her second year over $18 million in sales volume. So she had tripled her business more than that just by looking at the numbers and making some data-driven decisions in terms of where she was spending her time and money. It is not something that happens by accident. So this is why it's so important to make sure that you are not only monitoring your metrics, but monitoring the right metrics and then asking the right questions so that you can forecast your expected closings. You can make changes throughout the year in your quarterly and mid-year planning and make sure that you are on the path to meet and exceed your goals. I think that so often as real estate agents, we get stuck in the comparison factor because we have a lack of clarity in what our business actually should be doing and where we are in our process, right? So the moment we start getting stuck in looking at other agents' proof of success or lack thereof on social media, for example, or seeing leaderboards in our brokerage, it can become really daunting to think, how do I get to that place? But remember, Statistically speaking, a lot of these agents might have more experience than you. They might not truthfully be as profitable as their production says too, because remember, the median gross income has dropped last year. So even if they are producing a super high number of sales, that doesn't mean that they're earning more commission while doing it. And it also doesn't mean that their finances on the inside of their business are healthy as well, right? So there's a lot of things to remember along those lines of whether or not the success is actually the success. For me personally, I would way rather be profitable than have really exciting production numbers because it doesn't matter if I'm closing 30, 50, $100 million in sales volume if I am still scrapping by or if I am not enjoying my life the way I want it to be. Like if it doesn't translate to the lifestyle that I'm working for, then what is it for? And remember, a lot of this can be challenged just by understanding your median transaction sides and really knowing where the numbers kind of fall, like which metrics you should be following, what does that mean for your business, and having that clarity and insight into your business is going to give you so much understanding of where your business is headed. Because a lot of times when we get really sucked into the comparison game, we are just shy of a huge breakthrough in your business, and you won't know it if you're not monitoring the right metrics, which is why I talk about that all the time. So those are the things that you need to be focusing on instead of playing the comparison game to reach the level that you are aiming for. Now, what do you think, right? Did this at least give you some food for thought or give you a permission to have a deep exhale and let some of this burden off of your shoulders? 
I just think that these numbers are really important to talk about. And a lot of agents get really, especially like other top producing agents or coaches and gurus in the industry, they get really excited to talk about the the success when really it takes a long time to get there. And at the end of the day, success is going to look very different from agents at all different steps of their journey. And that's why I really want to encourage you to focus on your process, where you're at in the journey, and the metrics that you need to be hitting in order to generate the results that you desire. So in order to begin really putting these pieces in place, I do want to encourage you to join the free training that I am launching next week. Like I mentioned, it is on August 25th. You can join me live with agents from all across the country to learn the three systems that you need to triple your business in 2022. I'm sharing a ton of new content, including how to implement these workflows and systems into your business to see massive success without having to work twice as hard or do a bunch of types of prospecting that you might just not be interested in. Because part of the most important thing that we can do as a real estate agent who's wanting to reach our version of success is we have to take a little bit of responsibility in creating a business that works for us. There are a hundred different ways that you can create a business, right, in real estate, which is part of why this industry is so cool. But it does require you to have a little bit of thought, a little planning, and a little bit of execution on the right type of work in order to create that. So join me next week. That is going to be August 25th. I'm going to have all the details for you to save your spot and hop on live with me so that we can do this work together. Because while this industry can be very isolating, you don't have to go it alone. You always have me in your corner to help you through this hard stuff. Really appreciate you tuning in. I hope that you found this helpful and I hope to see you live on the 25th in our live training open for all agents. Until next time, you keep on crushing it and always feel free to check in with me on Instagram at Bryce and Stephanie. If you have any questions about the content or numbers that I shared here today, or to talk a little further about what this might look like for your business, I'm always game to have a quick conversation there. Thanks for tuning in a high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.